But like then she turns around and she's like, Bellamy, I just need to tell you. I made you this friendship bracelet, but I know you're not going to wear it. <laughs> I made it out of your sister's sword. I'm sorry. Hello, and welcome to our The 100 Podcast, brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 27-year-old writer in Vancouver, BC. I'm on Twitter at, at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. My most frequently used emoji is the kiss emoji because I'm adorable. And my name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 21-year-old film student from Alberta, Canada. I run at the 100 script on Twitter and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. My most frequently used emoji is the clappy hands. Today we have words to say about episode 404 of the 100, a lie guarded. Alley guarded. Alley guarded. Alley guard. Get it? Do you get it? I got it, yeah. Okay, just checking. It was good. Okay. So we're gonna start with all the stuff that happens in Polis, including all the Octavia stuff. Talk about the cabbie radio. Go. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> you can't see me, but I'm literally just like chin hands, hard eyes right now. I'm so happy. <laughs> so... Kate and Abby apparently have, like, daily radio calls where they just call to check up on each other, which is just disgustingly adorable. And so I have questions about this radio technology. Wow, those things reach a long way. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's like, what the heck? <laughs> like, I, I guess radios um, are really special in the future. <laughs> They're just like, yeah, um, Raven did some uh, science, so it's good now. I think that should be the catch-all excuse for anything. Oh, Raven fixed it. Raven did some science. Yeah, Raven was like, do you want to talk to your boyfriend in Polis? Yes? Okay, I'm just going to fix this radio for you. Okay, I have a question. Okay. So Kane is saying you killed this innocent boy and this boy, but, like, don't you remember, like, the guy whose head she, like, put, like, gave to Roan? Like, that guy had a beard. Like, a big beard. Am I not right? Right? No, you're right. I think it was supposed to be, like, a teenage boy. He didn't look like a teenage boy. <laughs> Robin's like, that decapitated head did not look like a boy. It didn't. It looked like a, like a 30-year-old. But regardless, what we learn here is that Octavia murdered an innocent person. That's so cute. <laughs> like she does. And not at all horrible, Octavia. He's like, you're grounded. Octavia got dadded so hard. He said, sit down, and Octavia sat down. And, like, I was wondering this whole time, was Octavia going to tell literally anybody about the fact that the flame was still around? And so, the only person, the only, there are only four people who know that the flame is, like, still a thing. Mm -hmm. Gaia, Indra, Octavia, Kane. So, like, it's yeah. nice that she told Kane. But then again, I'm also thinking, like, no one else knows it was even, like, destroyed, so. But it was nice that she told Kane. Yeah, because he's her dad. Also, shout out to Pike. Oh, uh, yeah, Pike reference. Lots of Pike parallels, I felt. So, can we just, like, take a second and mourn for a very important character who died this episode, um, Stevens? Yeah, R.I.P. Stevens. It's like we hardly knew Stevens he. is clearly the most important par <laughs> character who died this episode. Okay, here's the thing. I was watching this episode, and I was like, Robin's gonna get attached to that guy. <laughs> I was like... He's going to be like their bros in jail. I'm always doing this. I'm always being like, oh, ooh, a new character. And they always, I'm just really bad at getting, like, seeing who the red shirts are going to be. Why can't you pick out the red shirts? 
Because I just have so much hope that I'm gonna get a new tiny character oh, to love. Oh, buddy. I'll give you a spo- I'll give you a hint for next week. You know those guards that are with Abby and everyone? There's only one left. Yeah, he's probably gonna die too, so don't get attached. I wrote- I wrote down what his name was. It was, uh... He has a name? Yep. Oh. What's his name? It was... Wilson. Wilson. Oh. There was Wilson and Taggart, and I think Taggart's the one who died, so I think he's Wilson. Wilson! Shout out to Wilson and Stevens. Anyway, I'm sad about Stevens. Sorry about Stevens. But I mean, Echo wasn't about to kill Bellamy. Right? Because <laughs> she has a big crush on him. Too handsome. But here's the thing. Okay, something that you can notice is, like, Echo killed a bunch of people this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, she's killed a bunch of people in the past couple of episodes. Uh-huh. And every time she does that, she has, like, zero remorse. Just like Octavia. She has, like, no problem killing these people. And then as soon as she goes to kill Octavia, you can see the panic in her eyes, you know? Yeah, there's an emotional connection there. Like, Echo stopped being able to emotionally divorce herself from her job. I'm kind of, like, hoping that it's more, oh no, I just killed Octavia, unless, oh no, Bellamy will never talk to me again. Yeah, I want it to be about Octavia, not about Bellamy. Me too. Because I feel like she probably respected Octavia as a warrior. I would have, I would probably agree, yeah. Yeah. So now Sky Crew and Tree Crew are enemies, and now they're at war. So cute. Oh, man. Okay, so the first time I watched this, though, I don't know if this happened to you, but I was kind of like, wait, so what's Roan mad about? Right? It it took me a solid minute or I was like, oh, he's mad because he, he didn't get put in the super secret club. <laughs> right? Yeah, it was like no as get in allowed. <laughs> he's like, oh, I thought we were friends, Clark. <laughs> And he's so mad because he was like Kane was on his team too, which I'm so devastated about because I really wanted a Roan Kane like bromance, but I guess that's not to be now. Okay, can you? Im- okay, I just want you to imagine something real quick. Okay. Okay. Close your eyes. Okay, uh, they're closed. Imagine that uh-huh. they're all chilling in the Ark with their like hundred people, right? Mm-hmm. And it's just like a bunch <laughs> okay. of Arkers, like all all Arkers in their normal Ark clothes, <laughs> and then this okay. giant man. <laughs> in a dumb crown (laughs) sitting at the table eating pizza with them (laughs) he's like i was on the list you know he probably brought his throne with him too (laughs) he's like no i sit here and clark's like this is my spot this is my spot this is where i live sir i would love of clark to be like the sheldon cooper of that like that's my spot (laughs) that's my spot get out how about that Indra fake out, though? What? Did they really think they were going to kill Indra off screen? Well, here's the thing is that <laughs> me and Mom are like, <gasps> oh, we, well, I, we're just really, um, what's the word? Gullible? I did it. I'm doing this again. Gullible. You're so gullible. <laughs> it's the most endearing Robin but only trait. on like TV shows and stuff. <laughs> In real life, I don't believe anything. In real life, Robin takes no prisoners. <laughs> But when I'm watching TV, I'm like, what are they going to do? Oh, bless. I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. And me and my mom were both freaking out thinking that Octavia died. No, you really thought Octavia died? I mean, yeah, until we went on Twitter and we were like, oh, yeah. Okay, so after Octavia comes into this thing and she sees, like, the alive guy and he's like, they march on your camp tonight. So tonight, you can't see me, but I'm doing Mm -hmm. quotation marks. Tonight. So that's, like, what, next episode, I guess? Uh, yeah. 
Because tonight hasn't hit yet by the time that we finish the episode, right? No, because um, I'm guessing that Octavia somehow magically beats them there while riding Helios. <laughs> yeah, with, with just so much dead weight, yeah. Yeah, poor Helios. So Octavia gets stabbed, and it's very Pike. It's, it's like, it, it has to be paralleled with, because she's stabbed in, like, the exact same way. Straight up stabbed. It has to be just slightly off of the same spot that Pike was stabbed, right? Yeah. Which was crazy. But, okay, I have a fun fact about this. Okay. The scene where Echo and her flunkies slash red shirts, Robin, those were red shirts, and... Yeah, I, I wasn't super... <laughs> they didn't get it. They didn't give them a name, so I didn't care. Okay. And Octavia for ride, were riding. I actually sort of saw them filming that. Oh, cool. Because they shot that at a riding club not far from where I live. And I came back from Edmonton one day. My cousin picked me up and she said, you're not going to believe this. I said, what? She goes, I passed the hundred filming signs on my way here. Yeah. So I made, I made her drive down there like three times just to be like, oh, what's down here? What's going on? So that's what they were shooting was that whole fight and all of the riding. What all did you see? Um, I saw a bunch of trailers because they had that all blocked off. That makes sense. Okay, also, the, another way that I can f- see that Echo feels bad mm-hmm. uh, or, like, remor- like remorseful for this is that she kills people and she's like, bye, but she kills Octavia and she, go, and she says, your fight is over. As if, like, she's she respects her, you know? And she told Octavia a number of times, I want to take you alive. Yeah. But the thing that I really liked about this fight is that it goes on and goes on and goes on, and they both start to get tired. Mm-hmm. Which is really realistic, because mm-hmm. those swords are heavy, it's probably hot outside, and Echo's covered in her panda war paint. Yeah, which is, like, so dried and, like, flecky. I'm like, <laughs> Echo, that's not a look. Maybe next time, just a little less of the highlight. That's why later, <laughs> Roan has, like, the, like, essence of it, but not, like, actual makeup on. Okay, but, like, here's the thing. Rowan knows how to glow responsibly. Mm-hmm. He, like, he puts the highlight on, but he doesn't put too much on. And Echo just strobes. <sighs> Strobing is when you put highlight all over your face, like highlighter, and that's exactly what Echo's done. She really needs a tutorial. Okay, I have another thing for you to imagine, okay? Oh, okay. Close your eyes, Kay. Okay, they're close. So imagine Echo and Rowan are backstage, and they're gonna go out on stage for a play, and they have to dress up like <laughs> that. And so they're both looking into their special vanity mirrors that have the lights all, all around the, the mirror. Mm-hmm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Got it? Mm-hmm. And uh, Echo's doing her makeup, and Roan turns to her and goes, do you even know what a skeleton looks like? <laughs> and then they just have one of those, like, the office moments where they look into the camera. <laughs> Do you even know what a skeleton looks like? <laughs> Ron's like, I actually took a makeup anatomy course so that I could accurately portray myself this way. My mom taught me. I saw Kylie Jenner do it at <laughs> Halloween once. So I'm a professional now. Yeah. Actually, Rowan is Kylie Jenner's makeup artist. I don't know if you knew that. I'm going to make it a new thing where I just like make you imagine ridiculous scenarios just so you know. I, lo- I love it. It's really fun. Okay, cool. <laughs> Um, okay, okay, talk about how Kane believes in Abby so much, like, just so much. They're in the last scene, and Bellamy's like, I don't know, and Kane's like, Abby will come through. Okay, here's the thing, is you go, when you first meet Kane and Abby in season one, 
Kane doesn't believe in Abby at all. Uh-huh. He 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 literally tells her wishful thinking is not good science. Like literally, that that it is literal because that's a quote. That is a quote. Yeah. I'm proud. I may have memorized that line. Don't worry about it. But you get all the way to season four and she has had such an influence on him that wishful thinking is quite literally to him good science. Oh my god. It literally is. That's so funny. Like, the wishful thinking is the nightbloods, the wishful thinking is everything, and then his belief in her is so strong, it's literal fact to him. Can you imagine, though? Like, Abby will come through, Abby will solve all our problems, and... Can you imagine a Kane and Abby wedding? I need them to get married, don't worry about it. Okay, close your eyes. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, Kane, best man, Bellamy. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Now, Abby, maid of honor... Clark. Yeah, of course. Then probably mm-hmm. Raven. Then probably... Yes. Octavia. Murphy. Murphy! <laughs> <laughs> on the other side. Okay, it goes Bellamy and then Jackson. No, Jackson's on her Abby's side. Jackson's the yeah. one in the dress. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. Jackson's not the one in the dress. Suchin's in the dress. That is believable. That's very Suchin. That's it. He would do it with no qualms, too. I loved it. Hashtag cabby wedding. Murphy's the ring bearer. No, Murphy is the flower girl. Oh my god! <laughs> and you know that Jaha's the one who's, like, officiating the wedding. No, excuse me, Indra's officiating the wedding. You're right, you're right, you're right. Jaha's not invited, he can True. sit in the back. They're like, you've been trying to ruin our love for too long, Thelonia. Man, imagine if they'd really gone with that. Oh no. Uh, idea they had in the pilot no. of Jaha and Abby. I can't. No. I can't. No. Mm-hmm. But- Okay, so Kane and Bellamy in that scene. I wanted to cry because yeah, Kane is like legitimately Bellamy's dad now. Mm-hmm. Like he he just wanted to comfort him and tell him that everything would be okay, like a parent always does. So um, Bellamy and Octavia's last name is Kane now. Don't worry about it. Okay, that scene was heartbreaking, but my favorite one is yeah. when Bellamy mentions Octavia, and they're both turned around, and Roan, it's just like a pause, and it's like, Roan's like, Echo, it's, this is on you, man. Go ahead. <laughs> and it takes so long that he has to, like, turn to her, and her face yeah, is like, ah! You know what? The genuine thing that I loved in this episode is that happens twice where Echo and Rowan have these silent conversations with each other. <laughs> like they're on, they're legit looking into the camera like they're on the office like, yeah. what did you do now? But like then she turns around and she's like, Bellamy, I just need to tell you. I made you this friendship bracelet, but I know you're not going to wear it. <laughs> <laughs> I made it out of your sister's sword. I'm sorry. But... I know you're not going to wear it anymore, so sorry we can't be friends. Aww. I don't feel bad at all. Becco. Hashtag Becco's dead. There's no freaking way. Oh, yeah, no. It's, that's done so. But, uh, Bob Morley. How about that, Bob Morley? How about that? Hey, throwback to when we met Bob Morley. Oh, let's think about that for a second. That's nice. Yeah, I'd like to. Okay, just take a second. Mm-hmm. His freckles are so beautiful. <sighs> If anyone ever wants to see the picture of me shaking hands with Bob Morley that my mother took, just hit me up on Twitter and I'd be happy to send it to you. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm remembering it right now. Yeah. I'm thinking about it. It's really nice. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Bob. Well, no shit. 
I think I said, hi, it's nice to meet you. Yeah. Like, oh, it's so nice to meet you. I don't know what my own name is. <laughs> I, I, I'm literally just remembering this one polite thing I have to do. Yes. It's the only thing in my brain right now. <laughs> it's just like what, like Kill Bill sirens. His hair Whoa! was so curly. He looked like Bellamy. He looked like Bellamy and he also looked like if he had glasses on, he would be James Potter for sure. Shout out to Aaron. He looks exactly like how like Harry Potter should look. I'm crying. Okay, moving on, please. So anyway, they cry. Wait. Okay, go. We can't move on from how good Bob Morley is in that scene, though. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because him and and Kane. Yes. Whenever Kane's upset, he puts his head in his hands, and then Bellamy just lets out this just scream. And I, like, I was shaking. I was like, oh, my God. He really thinks Octavia's dead, that poor little lamb. But, like, here's the best thing about it, and I tweeted this yesterday. Like, hmm. imagine when he finds out that she's not dead, though. Oh, He's gonna be so It'll happy. It'll be okay. Yeah, it's gonna be okay. Mm-hmm. Guess if you need someone to hug, like, we're, we're there. Yeah. I've actually hugged Bob Morley, um, three times. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Brag about it. Okay. Okay, can we talk about how Helios is, like, the literally smartest horse ever? Okay, so... Apparently, all horses are this smart. Really? Yeah. Well, can you imagine, like... Okay, uh, uh, I say can you imagine, but I actually do want you to imagine it. Because apparently this is my new thing. Okay. Okay. So, like, Helios is, like... (laughs) Has walked off after Octavia has, like, slapped him on the butt or whatever. And is just watching from afar. And when she falls down, he's like, oh, man. Now I gotta go down there. (laughs) He's like, how, how am I going to get down there? So he's, like, doing, like, baby steps trying to get down this cliff. Like, how did he get down there? Helios is the horse from Tangled. Yes! You know what this scene actually reminded me of? What? Have you seen Mulan 2? Uh, no. First of all, you you should, because it's one of the best Disney sequels, in my opinion. Uh, I, I will take your word on that. But there's this, like heartbreaking part where Shang falls off a cliff or whatever mm-hmm. and Mulan is just like Shang and it's like heartbreaking and she cries and she's like Ugh! and then you know a couple scenes later Shang's horse is like walking across like or down by the river and his hand just goes Whoosh! and grabs the horse's bridle and you're like Shang's alive that's what this reminded me of so this is actually a trope yeah because this same thing happened in Lord of the Rings yeah what a specific trope. Except I'm thinking, everyone else is thinking Lord of the Rings, and I'm like, oh man, this happened in Mulan too. Yeah, but that's so on brand for you, and I think that's flippin' hilarious. Okay. Well, at least now we know that if you have a horse, and you fall off a cliff, and you fall into running water, you will survive. Exactly. Thank God. That situation might come up. It's like when you're a kid, and you think quicksand's really gonna be a problem in the future. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's a lot less, it's a lot less uh, prevalent than you, you, you grow up believing. Yeah. That and needing to know how to light a fire mm-hmm. using nothing but kindling. I never needed to know how to do that. Last thing uh-huh. about this one. What exactly does she mean by take me home? I think she meant Arcadia. I hope so. But like, when's the last time she even lived there? And, like, she didn't even feel like she lived there. I don't know. And also, does Hel- Helios is like some kind of Hogwarts owl. <laughs> like he's like oh you want to send a letter to clark let's go home well that was the thing that people were telling me on twitter is when horses are actually they horses do home that's amazing they do have the ability 
to take you home whenever, like, you yeah. need to go home. They have, like, this weird horse GPS that says, I'm gonna go back to where I know. <laughs> okay, and so speaking of home, let's go to all the stuff that happens in Arcadia. Oh, boy. That was a cute segue. That was a very cute segue. How hilarious is Jaha being floated? Okay, no one else was making the parent trap joke. Does no one else remember when they did this in the parent trap? I feel like this has happened a bunch of times before, but it's usually like a hazing thing. So what did they give Jaha to get him to stay asleep so that he'd end up in the middle of the lake? I don't know, but they clearly drugged him. And like, I bet that um, Raven did not approve of this drug use. Yeah, we're talking about rationing, and not only did Jasper waste a sedative, but also the last of the flame suppression foam. Oh my god. How did Monty let him do yeah. that? Monty was like, we're almost out, but there's just enough left for this. And I was like, aren't y'all gonna need that? Maybe? Did you see that clip that happened in Egypt on the first episode? Do it for the vine. That was rough. <laughs> y'all are gonna need fire suppression foam more than any other thing. Okay. So they're talking about going and getting, like, the night blood from Becca's island because they think that she made it on the island, but we know that she didn't. Like, she she made it up in space because before she came down, she had injected it into herself. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure what they're gonna find there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so here's the thing is because Allie was a computer program that was confined to that island... I feel like Becca wouldn't be able to put any of that information in her actual lab because Allie would have found out about it. You know, it just occurred to me. What? I've been thinking that this was supposed to be Becca's lab from after she came down in the polis thing. But but I think it was, it was her lab from before she went up, right? Yeah, I think she was like this recluse who lived on the island and had a fallout bunker, a lab, and a house. Okay, that makes way more sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was like, she already had the night blood. I don't know what you're talking about, but that makes more sense. Mm -hmm. And also I'm like, how did she even have the, like, way of using or and making all of these technical things? I don't know. But I, I, have, I have a fun question for you. Okay. So everyone can synthesize. So say Abby's successful and they figure out how to synthesize night blood. Uh-huh. What are they going to do with the rest of the planet? What What do you mean? Because they can't even live there? Well, how the hell are they going to hunt? All the animals are dead. <laughs> yeah, they're like, okay, well, now that we all can live through this radiation, uh, now let's look at all the other basic necessities that we need. Oops. Like, I'm sure they'll figure out how to grow algae and yeah. figure out protein and stuff like that. But I was like, guys, you need a longer term yeah. plan than just this. But, um, Clark. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel very bad for Clark because she said that she felt kind of useless. And um, the thing that kind of like got me about that is that a lot of the time that kind of happens to Clark and she gets put in positions where she can't right. really do anything. It's a Clark is in a sit and wait situation right now. Clark is waiting for the plot to happen to her instead of Clark making the plot happen. I know that we're not on this part yet, but I really want to talk about this one thing before I lose it because I haven't written it sure. down. So, here's the thing. If they give everyone night blood, the thing is mm -hmm. that, like, Luna isn't, like, immune. She just, she got really badly hurt and then got better from it. So, like, yeah. personally, would I rather 
just die or would I rather get like really, 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 really sick and then just keep getting better? Also, do you get better when it's all radiation all the time? Okay, 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 okay. Luna got sick not because of the external radiation, but because she ingested irradiated fish. So that I I assume that when right. Becca created the night blood, it was so that they could walk around on the ground just fine. Okay, so the reason why is like as long as they don't eat the irradiated animals, they'll be okay. But also, what yeah. else are they gonna eat? Because if they I eat, I think it's like food poisoning. Because if they eat irradiated algae, then they're still gonna be sick. Yeah, they're gonna have to grow their own algae in like a completely sealed environment which is what they did on the ark radiation water radiation like i don't know i they're gonna have to purify the water too which they can't do because they blew up that machine just so that they can have riley so great segue riley yeah what what the heck riley was a slave two days ago or whatever Mm -hmm. and now he's just like hi yes i'm in charge of this and also i can yell at people yeah, who gave him yelling at Clark privileges? I would like to know why Clark is taking his crap. Yeah, like, do they have some kind of backstory? Well, clearly, and also I would like to know. Well, y- you and you and Riley are best friends, are you not? Why don't you just ask him? Yeah, uh, both of our names start with R. So let me yeah. just hit up my other best friend, Raven, and we'll figure it out. Fantastic. Okay. Me and Raven are on a special level because both of our names start with R and also our birds. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> yep. I guess you guys are just a couple of birds. Get it? Couple of birds. Cause yeah, cause that's what they call ladies. Yes. Okay, just checking. Okay. So Jasper, I want to talk about Jasper's rain prank. Okay. I don't think that was cool, but also like, uh, is have we ever known Jasper to be like a ridiculously good actor? Oh yeah. <laughs> Like, faking dying? Because, like, that's Devin. But yeah. can Jasper do that? Apparently. I guess so. He would have had to be sneaky and a good actor to get away with what they did on the Ark. Yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. Like, he and Monty hid an entire weed-growing, <laughs> like, co-op from people. <laughs> and so, you know, speaking of, Monty, like, wants to go get his friend, but, like, I don't know. And And then he just, like, automatically, like, forgives Jasper after that, like... Jasper's being a really big butthead, and I'm sad. Jasper is coping in a way that is starting to become destructive. Especially for his, like, friends and stuff, and it makes me sad. And it's not that this is unexpected. Like, with Jasper's mental health, destructive coping is kind of just sort of his next step. Mm Mm-hmm. But it is severely negatively impacting literally everyone around him. Yeah. But the one thing that it does do is, I think, pull Monty back and realize that there's a human cost to things at the same way that um, Abby and Raven's fight did in the previous episode. Mm -hmm. Is because when Clark punishes Jasper for what he does, Monty all of a sudden switch, like, it's like a switch gets flipped in his brain and he's like, Clark has gone too far. Right. So Jasper's destructiveness, I think, has a purpose. And I think it's really needed to tell Clark what's what. Mm -hmm. So my question is, um, do you agree with what Clark did? Like, you mean arresting him or like making the list or what? Punishing him. And 
I don't know. Making making the list, like, okay. I'd probably make a list too, but I, you know what I don't agree with? Her leaving it out in the open like an idiot. Like, girl, put it in your bra. That's where I keep everything. If she just didn't do that, then we wouldn't have this problem. Yep. So, I don't really know. I don't think I would have, oh, no, I don't think I would have arrested, I don't know, I don't know. Because I'm not Clark. Monty mentions, like, you kind of aren't paying attention because Jasper's, like, looking at the list and you're like, oh, no, but if you listen to, like, what Monty says in the background, he's like, remember that time when we welded your dad's furniture to the ceiling? <laughs> yeah, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just want to be like, of course you did. <laughs> That's such a good prank. And they, pro I, the fact that they didn't get jailed for that is amazing. But also, like, I think it's strange that... If Jasper had brought up Monty's dad, it would have been a sore subject. But, like, where's Jasper's dad? Because he talked about Jasper's dad, and Jasper's like, haha, yeah. Or I guess he's not, because he's looking at the list. But, like, maybe he didn't hear it. I don't know. Yeah, like, where... where what happened to Jasper's parents? I don't think we know anything about them. No. I'm not sure. Maybe we'll find out. Ooh, I would like to. That'd be cool. So... Jasper mentions that Clark is on the list herself, and that seems to really bother him. Do you think Jasper mm -hmm. would have been less bothered if Clark hadn't been on the list? Yeah, I think Jasper would have thought that was fitting. But, like, how it, how, how it, is he not noticing the fact that it's in a different, it's a completely different penmanship? I think... Like, does that matter? In Jasper's mind, if Clark hadn't put herself on the list, it would be Clark punishing herself for the things that she's done, and he would see that as a fitting punishment. But... Right. It's because Jasper doesn't really understand or isn't at a place where he's ready to forgive Clark for anything. That's true. He super isn't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Monty's not on the list. What the hell? And Dad Miller's not on the list. We know. No. For sure. Is regular Miller on the list? No. Doesn't seem like it. Kane's not on the list. Kane's not on the list. So then later, Clark goes and talks to Monty, and Monty says that he's not upset because he's not on the list. Like, he, he wouldn't put himself on the list, which makes me so sad. <laughs> I'm like, put yourself on that freaking list. He needs to be on the list. And the thing is that he cares more about the fact that Harper should be on the list. He is so good and pure. Monty is the real, the real MVP. But, like, so much has happened to Monty that that pureness is just, like, I like that he still has humanity. Mm-hmm. You know? But it's probably, like, he just doesn't feel like he deserves to be on the list anymore. Exactly. Which is, I think, the same reason yeah. that Kane wound up not being on the list. Because he and Clark consulted about it. I'm, that's kind of, like, what Clark implied, and I'm guessing Kane would never let himself be put on the list. Right. And both he and Clark put Abby first. Now, I feel like Abby will probably be coming back looking at the list and being like, what the heck, Clark? Oh, hell no. <laughs> um, okay, so Monty decides he's going to tell everybody. So number one is Abby, which, mm -hmm. shout out, best daughter award goes to Clark. Yep. Number two is goes to Jackson. And we find out that Jackson has a first name. Jackson has a first name. And his name is Eric after Eric Goldman from IGN, which is so cool. And, like, that, that's great, but I, I do, in fact, have uh, bad memories with a person named Eric. And so this was not the, great, the greatest news for me. Uh-huh. Okay, so Eric's not his real name. It's just Jackson. I, that's the thing is that I, I don't think I will ever be able to call him that. Okay, well, obviously Jackson's first name is Doctor, so. Exactly. That's what I'm thinking, right? <laughs> yes. 
So, and then I was worried because they're like, here, you, you got a first name. Now we're going to shoot you. Yeah, that was real scary. So then they, I mean, that's later in the podcast, but. Yeah. Uh, number three is Jaha, which like. Ugh. Okay. 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 So let's talk about the fact that Jaha's on the list. Okay. Okay. Jaha says when people get mad that Bellamy and Clark are on the list that they need solid leaders. And Clark's justification for putting Jaha on the list is that he was an engineer. Right. And I call bull. <clears throat> if Jaha was an engineer in the same way that Monty is an engineer, he would have caught what Jake Griffin did, noticed it, and then said nothing. Like, yeah. if Jaha was that good an engineer, he would have known that the Ark was running out of air. So... Jaha mm -hmm. does not have a place there, but Jaha loves that he has a place there. Can I go back to Jackson real quick? Yes. Okay. Close your eyes. Okay. Imagine that Clark is starting to write the list, okay? Mm-hmm. And number one is going to be Abby Griffin. Obviously. Number two, she goes, okay, I want it to be Jackson, but what is his name? No. <laughs> and so she just goes... Dr. Jackson. <laughs> she, she Actually, Clark is the one who picked Eric for him. Yeah. She's like, that's... I mean, he's not here. He can't tell anyone we're wrong. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, never in my life could I picture Abby looking at Jackson and calling him Eric. No. No. No! Oh, my God! That's so annoying! Because I love Jackson so like, much! Yes. <laughs> Can you imagine... Jackson comes back to Arcadia, looks at the list and goes, who's Eric Jackson? Do I have a long lost brother? What? Clark's like, oh, that's just a placeholder. I forgot what your actual name is. And he's like, it's doctor. But like Sachin said at Unity Days that like Clark and Jackson go way back. So this is, yeah, this way, is way back, like yeah. they're both like Abby's kids. So like this is just for jokes, guys. Anyway, number four is Raven Reyes. Of course. And number five is Octavia Blake. I want to talk about Octavia as a choice here. Oh, please do. Now, here's the thing. Is that, like, if she hadn't chosen Octavia, Bellaby would have been like, put Octavia on that list. Don't put me on that list, you know? Yep, of course. But, like, Octavia's not even there. And what are they even going to use Octavia for? Is it because she can have kids that she's using her? Or just because she's important to her? Just for, like, her sanity? Because y you can't really use the type of warrior that Octavia is on the Ark. Putting her in an enclosed space is, like, a really bad idea. Yeah, I don't think you should put the girl who lived in the floor locked in the Ark again. And I feel like Octavia wouldn't even want to be on the list. No, she absolutely wouldn't. That was exactly what I was thinking is, in what world would she actually want to be on that list? And now, even more than last episode, I'm thinking, man, what did Tim Bartlett do to get on this freaking list? Tim Bartlett? What, what's special about Tim Bartlett? Like, if, you, if you're, you, you can't come in because you're only training to be a guard, what have you done, Tim Bartlett? Tim Bartlett was one of the, one of the hundred. Man, what is his skill? What is your story, Tim Bartlett? I'm ready for you to come up for a with a backstory for him. Well, here's the thing. It's like, it really seems like all of the people who, like, we've known for a really long time are, like, up at the top. Mm-hmm. Almost like that was on purpose. But, like... Tim Bartlett was way at the freaking bottom. Yeah. So he was just like an afterthought. She put Tim Bartlett on it, but not Riley, who she clearly knows. She put Tim Bartlett on it, but not... But not Kane. Monty! Or Kane! Or Kane! What? Who's Tim Bartlett? Why are you like this, Tim Bartlett? 
Why isn't Miller on this? You didn't put David Miller on there, and you didn't put, like, ugh. What? I just, I just want Miller and Dad Miller to be on there. Here's the thing is, I think that scene where he reads it out is uh, uh, really important because mm -hmm. Jaha sweeps in and he sees an opportunity. Because I think that Jaha has two motives here. As the writer said, Jaha read the optics. Right. Jaha is a consummate politician. So he swept in and he was like, I know what I need to do. Mm -hmm. But he didn't shred that list. Yes. Which means that he is essentially, my theory, giving everyone false hope. And that list probably is the definitive list. And that the lottery is a complete sham. Okay, close your eyes. Okay. Okay. So it's it's in a couple months and they have to do the raffle. Okay. Oh no. And so Jaha has one of those like spinny like bingo things. You know which thing I'm talking about? That like... I, d I absolutely do. Yeah, okay. That has all the things in it and then you open the little flap. And then he, has, <laughs> he puts his hand in and reads out the first name and goes, Number one, Abby Griffin. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> Okay, number two, Eric Jackson. Whoa, no one saw that coming. Cool. <laughs> number three, Thelonious Jaha. Well, congratulations, me. He No, he pulls his own name and then he leaves. <laughs> number four, Raven Reyes. Cool. <laughs> number five, Octavia Blake. Wow. And he just keeps going. And he <laughs> Number 99, Bellamy Blake. Number 100, Clark Griffin. Well, that's everybody. Thanks for playing, everyone. We'll see you in five years. Also, number 98, Tim Bartlett. <laughs> everyone cheers, too. Yay, Tim Bartlett. And Riley's like, what? Yay. I do have okay. some thoughts about um, yeah. Clark in this episode, especially in that scene. Because the, <laughs> I'm sure as we know, Robin loves Lost the way I love Battlestar Galactica. Mm -hmm. And Clark in this episode is Laura Roslin. So Laura Roslin did not aspire to be a leader just the same way like Abby Griffin didn't. She got thrust into the role. And becomes the president of the 12 colonies. 12. Yeah, there's that 12 again. Sort of because everyone else was dead. So Clark becomes the chancellor here. And one of the first things that Rawlson says is, we need to get the hell out of here and we need to start having babies. And that is Clark's exact thing with this list is she picked people who could reproduce, who she put an emphasis on life, mm -hmm. which is exactly what Laura Roslin would have done. So I'm super excited to see what Clark does next because as you see through all the course of Battlestar, no spoilers because Robin hasn't watched it yet. We're going to stay tuned for Battlestar Galactica podcast. Yes, that that point of view gets very morally gray Yeah, as the show goes on and Roslin gets more and more beaten down by the choices that she makes, which is the same thing that's happening to Clark now that Clark is sort of in the de facto chancellor role. So we shall see what happens, but I'm real nervous for her. I want to talk about Harper's dad. Okay, straight up. Did you think that Harper was pregnant for five seconds there? No. Oh my god, I did. Why? Because she said Harper's medical condition and I was like, <gasps> so what about, no, okay, uh, well, Monty goes, what about Harper? And he says, she might be, oh, she might be a drain on medical supplies. Yeah, and I was like, oh, because she's pregnant. But, like, isn't that what Clark wants? Yes, but for an irrational second. Oh, okay. <laughs> your idiot co-host thought, oh my god, Harper's pregnant. That's, like, even if she was, that's not how they would, like, <laughs> that's not how they would announce it. <laughs> well, you don't want to announce it in front of a bunch of people you don't know? Monty's like, hello, we're expecting. What's wrong with you, Clark? <laughs> Put both the parents on the list. 
<laughs> That's like the apocalyptic announcement. You gotta put us on the apocalyptic everyone's gonna die list because we're adding to our numbers. Okay, continue. So talk about Harper. That's pretty much, like, do you think, like, did Harper's dad have some form of, like, cancer? Or, like, was it some kind of, like, dis- like, clearly it was, like, a genetic disease? I yeah, don't know. I'm just assuming he probably had cancer. Yeah. Which I'm kind of shocked by because, I don't know, for some reason I was always working off the assumption that um, everyone on the Ark was so genetically sort of evolved that they didn't have right. things like cancer anymore. Sorry about it, Mr. McIntyre. Yeah, that... And the fact that Clark had to discriminate based off of, like, genetic factors. Ouch. Yeah. Is that she was like, here are all my friends, now I need to find reasons to not put them on the list. Yeah. Which must have really sucked for Clark. As we saw. And I don't think... that, And that means Murphy. Lil' Smurf. She's like, sorry, bro. Yeah, I remember last week when I was like, I think Murphy made the list, but not Amori. Boy, I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I did not think he was going to make the list. You, number one Murphy stan. See, I know. Yep. So the last part of the Arcadia Arcadia storyline that I really liked was the fact that they gave Jasper a moment where he wasn't celebrating that he was going to die or pulling pranks. He had had an actual moment where he kind of looked at Clark and went, Mm -hmm. this isn't working and you and I both know it. And they gave him sort of that redemptive moment where you sort of see he, yeah. y- again, you can really relate to the fact that he doesn't like what's going on, but he's also not providing answers to try and help otherwise. So I'm really excited to see where Jasper goes because I think, oh, I think excited is the wrong word. I'm very interested to see where Jasper goes because I think he's headed towards a very certain end. Mm-hmm. But he, I think he might try to help from now on. Right. What do you think? Do you think he'll help? I hope so. I just love Jasper. Yeah. Shout out to Devin Bostic who liked my tweet today. Aww. Yeah, we're friends. You know. That's yeah. nice. Um, and now finally, we're just, we've kind of talked a little bit about it, but we're going to go into the island storyline some more. Oh my god. Okay. Jackson and Raven, ja- uh, Luna and Raven, whatever they want to do. Okay, so Javen and C Mechanic slash uh, Rayson... Everyone has different ship names for Jackson and Raven now. Okay. But I'm I'm on board C mechanic. But either way, I don't think the word the name Eric has anything to do with any of them. No. Um, but hashtag C mechanic. Yeah. Yeah. Question. Mm-hmm. Do you think the drones would have shoot shot at them at all if Amori hadn't been over the line? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah? You think it, if anyone goes over the line? Because if Amori had stayed back and not been over the line, could they have all just walked past or no? I think it was Allie's way of keeping anyone from crossing past okay. those uh, things that look like the Washington Monument. So then why wouldn't Allie just say, hey, no one's allowed to go past this line, not no mutants are allowed past this line? Because imagine telling Amori that you couldn't do something. Uh, yeah, that's true. And Maury'd be like, huh, I'm gonna do it. Yeah. So then Raven's still a jerk to Murphy, but then Murphy saves her, and then Raven's like, okay, Murphy, you're cool. I don't blame Murphy, er, uh, Raven for being a jerk to Murphy, though. True. Like, I get it. He did disable Yeah, Raven her. can be mean to Murphy as long as she wants, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, TV. Okay, honest. next point. Are you ready? Uh-huh. Hashtag Nyko deserved better. Oh, my boy. I don't think he went out well enough. That was shocking. He died protecting Luna, but I was like, what? 
now we have, we went from two doctors and a healer to just two doctors. I'm sad because like, Nyka has been a big part of the series since like season two. Yeah, he was Lincoln's friend. Yeah. He saved Octavia's life. Mm-hmm. When she was outside the Lincoln Memorial, she he was the one who helped, was going to help them get out of Ton DC when they were doing the Death by a Thousand Cuts on Raven. Nyko was the one who showed up to be on Team Abby with the whole Mount Weather Hospital thing. Nyko was the best, and I'm really sad because I feel like he he at least deserved another person being sad over his body other than Luna, you know? I think it should have been Octavia. I know that she couldn't be there, but I think that she would have liked to have been. I think maybe she'll find out in the future. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, if they if someone remembers to tell her. That would be nice. That would be nice, yeah. <laughs> so then we already talked about Wilson and Taggart, who are my bros. Mm-hmm. Okay, question. Why is Miller in charge? Because he's the military leader. I guess, but, like, he has a bunch of other soldiers. Is it just, like, them driving home the point that the kids are in charge? I think different people are in charge of different things, right? So, like, Abby's in charge of medical, and Raven's in charge of computers, and Miller's in charge of keeping all of their asses alive. But, like, then what's Wilson and Taggart? What are they in charge of? I think they're his underlings. Yeah, but, like, why aren't they in charge? (laughs) Their names aren't in the opening credits! (laughs) Neither is Jared's! Well, it should be. Right at the very beginning, it goes Suchin and then Jared. Uh, It guest starring. Oh. Well... That I don't have an answer for you. Other than... Okay. I I think Miller has seniority in the guard run. Sure. So Amori is being shady as heck. And Abby knows. She, like, clearly knows something. But, like, I was paying special attention to her this past rewatch. Mm -hmm. And there's the point at the very end of the episode where Murphy goes, but what else is in this woods? Or, like, what is she protecting from? Amori's expression completely changes. Mm Mm-hmm. As soon as he says that. So that's a thing. Amori knows something and she's like trying to hide away in Murphy's bunker. Okay. So Robin. Yeah. They're on an island. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a bunker. And there's a bunker and there's a mysterious force <laughs> that they don't know about that wants to kill them. And you know what else? <laughs> the bunker is kind of like 80s, 70s themed. I mean, at some point it'll probably have Henry and Cusick in it. I hope so. That would be hilarious. <laughs> so Luna thinks that she's a prisoner. She's not wrong. Yeah, she's not wrong. But then Raven's like, you're not a prisoner, but I'm going to guilt you into helping me. Yeah, I mean, firstly, shout out to Raven, though, because damn that brain. Uh, yeah, but like, what a low blow being like, what about that girl that just died that you like? Yeah. What about that girl that just died that I was not going to give medicine to? Oops. But that's what I like about Raven, is Raven is ruthless. Raven knows how to get stuff done. Mm-hmm. And plus, as cheesy as it was, I kind of loved the line where she was like, it's not like your blood that defines you, it's your heart. And I was like, put that on a cheeseburger. Yeah. I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> on a cheeseburger? Because it's cheese. Oh, I get it. Damn it, Robin. I got it. Sorry. I got it. I got it, though. It took me a second, but I got it. Okay, Question. If Raven had been like, go ahead, take the boat, and Luna took the boat, do they all just hang out on this island for the rest of their lives? Uh, yeah. Cool. Okay. That was, that was like Luna's decision is she was going to maroon them there. And Raven's like, that's fine. Yeah. Okay. 
correct me if I'm wrong, but like Jackson is one of the characters that's just like nothing bad ever happens to him. Um, I mean, he was in the city of life, but like he never got like injured or, or anything. Like has Jackson ever been injured? Oh, Jackson's got his first injury. Yeah, it's like literally season four, and this is the first time Jackson has gotten an injury. It was his right, is, a right of passage. Welcome to the ground, Jackson. You got a name. There you go. He has now a you name. Get hurt. He's got a gunshot wound. He fits mm-hmm. right in now. Wow. I'm proud of him. Now he just has to say some more rugged things. Yeah. So I'm taking all of this as a hint that we're, I don't think we're seeing Brian anymore. I don't think we are either. I think that was a definitely an official breakup and yeah all i can really say about it is that i am so glad that they didn't kill brian oh my god but like i mean i'm sad that like their their last uh queer relationship is kind of gone but hopefully sea mechanic or nitavia question mark and i mean clark is still there and so yeah that's true yeah so my my hope is that whatever representation continues on the show because i have no doubt that they will keep exploring things like Mm -hmm. that it will be if it has anything has to end it will be less traumatizing as it can be so like brian leaving i'm not mad at it you know miller is more than yeah that relationship and it kind of came out of nowhere and i really liked it but if Mm -hmm. no one has to die then i'm happier (laughs) yeah and I, you know what else makes me really happy? Hmm. Richard is always hanging out by himself. <laughs> and now Richard gets to hang out with his two best friends, Jared and Sachin. <laughs> That's so nice is that they all got a storyline together and now they get to hang out every day. I mean, in the past, but they did. It was nice for them, And I'm all sure. the behind the scenes pictures, if anyone hasn't seen them, you should go to the 100 writers on Twitter and Kim Shumway on Twitter and see all the goofy pictures that they all took on the island. Because it is, they're very cute. So cute. So, like, Raven, is Raven losing her upgrade or something? Like, clearly her head hurt there for a second. I think Raven is having that sort of sci-fi trope thing, which is that she's got an information overload and her brain can't handle it. Right. I wonder if it's, like, because of her proximity to the lab, maybe? Oh. Oh, damn, girl, that's good. Thanks. Yeah. Okay. So, if her proximity to the lab is, what if she is absolutely at her peak while inside the lab, but it also is slowly killing her. Ooh. Okay. And how do they stop that from happening to her? I don't know. Yeah. There's a great part, like, while uh, Raven was um, working on the, the robot thing with Luna, there's, like, you know, Miller screaming on the radio in the background. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's so background that, like, they don't even have a subtitle for it because they're, like, talking over it. But yeah. it's Miller being like, we need you, Abby! Oh, me too. And I was like, for emotional support, Jackson is sad now. Jackson's sad. He's got a bullet in his arm. Jackson's so funny because he's literally like, I'm bleeding to death. Let me tell you how to treat it. He's such a good doctor. I love him. But, like, so I've been really stressed out at two points in this show. Okay. When Allie made Abby hang herself, uh-huh. worst thing I've ever seen with my two eyes. Right. And then when Abby mm-hmm. throws herself in front of a drone that is shooting bullets and says, hey, over here. What was this thought process? Just save Jackson at all costs. That's the nicest. I feel like her two babies 
are Clark and Jackson. Yeah, she was like, that's my kid. I have to save my kid. Ever since season one, my sister and I have always called Jackson Abby's puppy. Oh, that's so cute. Because that's what he is. <laughs> he is, though. She had to save him. And then the writers know that we all love it when Jackson says, Abby. Abby. And so what does he do? <laughs> I was like, I can't do this right now. (laughs) We're so emotional. So emotional. Like, that's 100%. Like, Jackson is her son, and she had to save him at no matter the cost. She was willing to die for that to happen. But then how badass is it when they're like, what happened? And Raven's like, I happened. Because Raven is literally a queen. She's so cool. And then she was, like, telling Abby, she's like, get your ass back to the beach. And Abby's like, okay. (laughs) Okay, thanks, Mom. I'll be there. I also want to talk about how Murphy assumes that everyone's hitting on him at all times. Which, like, they probably are, honestly. Um, my new favorite thing is Murphy flirting with absolutely everyone. Me too. It's cute. (laughs) And Amari's like, why are you like this? (laughs) I love their relationship. He keeps just being like, sorry, somebody else is already, uh... I'm taken. Already got me there, so... Hate to disappoint. Yeah, he just gets the little thrill of the flirt. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> so, let's talk about the lab. It's real fancy. And, like, I think it's so funny that they all look so out of place. They're, like, these dirty, <laughs> dirty people who just, like, show up and they're like, this is shiny. I haven't seen anything shiny in a while. They're all suddenly going to be, like, all clean and well-dressed and we'll be like, what the hell is this show? Huh? Uh... But how much did I love that Raven, Jackson, and Abby looked so happy to be surrounded mm-hmm. by that much nerd equipment. That was so cute. <laughs> they were like, the, the geek squad can finally unite and hope that no one dies <laughs> from the smoke monster in the woods. Uh, I mean, it's the smoke monster, isn't it? I mean, spoilers. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to move on to our segments now. Um, my first segment is called the Post-Apocalyptic Sass Watch. And um, uh, this week, mine goes to Jasper Jordan for... When Jaha's looking reasonable, it's time to be sass. And my honorable mention goes to John Murphy for... I never met a line I wouldn't cross. Okay, and now it's time for my segment, CGSW, Clark Griffin Shower Watch. Guys, Clark took a shower. You know how I know she, she has to. Yeah, she had to. Because because she got foamed mm-hmm. in the single funniest thing I've ever seen because it looked like she got hit with like a pie. <laughs> it honestly looked like a scene from like an old Nickelodeon show where people got slimed all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Kids' Choice Awards. Yeah, from the Kids' Choice Awards or like some like random outtake from all that. Mm-hmm. So Clark took a shower because she had to get the foam off of her and I would like to thank Jasper and Monty for wingmanning that to make that possible. Shout out. Yeah, shout out. My second segment is a new one because we've had to get got rid of uh, Asexual Indra, but my new one is called the Most, Most Valuable Protagonist Award. Uh, so the MVP this week is Helios the Horse. And I'm sure everyone else knows this, but a uh, cute thing about Helios is that uh, Helios was the personification of the sun in Greek mythology. Oh, So that's a thing. I didn't know that. Because it says he was identified with Apollo, and Apollo had a chariot that he would, like... Yes, he did. Like, bring the sun in, so I wonder if that's a sort of uh, home, like, thing about him knowing where things are. I don't know. Yeah. 
And my final segment is the Marcus Kane beer appreciation. And it was a good beard. Good beard. Good beard. Good beard. Yeah. Sad, sad beard. Sad beard. But good beard. All right. Here we go. Trailer reactions in three, two, one, go. Oh, okay. handsome Rowan. Clark's, it was a misunderstanding <laughs> that we kept secrets from everyone. Shout out to Riley. I'm gonna kill Riley. Oh. Riley, chill out. Who are you even? Riley? If you shoot them- I'm displeased them, by they, him. Look at Kane just once again in chains and a hood. So like what? Riley's just gonna like shoot- Ah, I don't know. Okay, Riley is on my shit list. Because if he gets Kane injured in any way, I'm gonna injure Riley. Good point. Thank you so much for listening this week. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. If you're a fan of Riverdale, we love to talk about that show and we'll be doing this week's episode. It is very exciting. And uh, coming soon, we have a Lost podcast. We're going to be recording that, the first episode, this week, which is very, 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 very exciting. Robin's really excited. I'm no really pumped tell. about it. <laughs> you can follow The Aficionados on Twitter at, at The Aficionados. Uh, you can tweet us with anything you'd like to discuss or point out that we totally missed, which happens to us a lot. <laughs> yep, it does happen occasionally. Yep. And um, our Facebook page is facebook.com slash theaficionados. Our Patreon is uh, patreon.com slash theaficionados. If you have anything to spare, we would appreciate it so, so, so much, uh, even if it's just a retweet. And if you want to donate uh, $5 a month or more, we will shout you out on an episode. And so congratulations to who was our very, very first Patreon sponsor, our friend Casey at Young Murph Me on Twitter. What up, Casey? Hi, Casey. Thank you, you Casey. Bomb. Our very first sponsor. That was, I think when that happened, we got so excited we screamed. Yes, you're a kind soul. Thank you. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Britannia with two T's and an underscore at the end. And you can follow me at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F. R-E-Y on a bunch of things, and I also do At The Hundred Script, and we're in the middle of Bodyguard of Lies, so check it out. You can join us for our next episode, which is going to be episode 405, The Tinderbox, which we just reacted to. Okay, love you, bye! Bye, okay, bye, 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 bye! Love bye. you, bye! bye. Okay, bye! Bye, 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 bye! bye. <laughs>